The EduTech Guys present the following conversation, recorded live at ISTE 2022 in New Orleans, Louisiana. Enjoy the show. This episode, sponsored by Edsby's new Unison program, standardizing current and past education data and making it available anywhere in whatever form it's needed. Whether you've got regional differences, outdated legacy systems, or non-standard educational data, Unison can bring those systems together in one place. When it comes to ensuring all learners succeed, student data matters. That's Unison by Edsby. Hey, welcome back to ISTE 2022. I can't believe we're live. We're here. We've got a new guest in the seat. We're going to let him introduce himself, tell us who he is, what he does, and all that kind of good stuff. So here we go. Hello, EduTech guys. My name's Mike Bronder. I'm with Edsby. Uh, and uh, we're here at ISTE uh, talking about our, the release of our Unison platform. So let's talk about that. Tell us exactly what the Unison, tell our listeners, the educators sure. out there, what that what what it is and what it's going to do for them. <laughs> That's great. So essentially uh, what Unison does is it unifies, as mm -hmm. the name might imply, Bingo. Uh, unifies educational data into a single accessible uh, format that can be accessed by educators real time uh, for a variety of purposes. But what it really does is it puts educational data to use in the classroom in the schoolhouse, in the district, at the state level, um, in ways that really affect outcomes. Oh, that's really cool. So when you're saying educational data, give, give us some details, like what kind of sure. data are we talking about? Sure. So um, it, it could be anything from, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, HRIS data, human resources data about teacher attendance. It could be about student attendance, student behavior, student classroom performance, um, uh, engagement in school life. Um, and really what happens uh, anywhere in a school district. I think one of the things, you know, we've worked so hard to get back to over the last couple of years is the schoolhouse, mm -hmm. right? We, you know, we had our experiment with purely online learning um, and, uh, and that served us, you know, as we needed to be served. But the truth is school is a social environment. Mm -hmm. And so there are a lot of different aspects that happen in a school building that have you know impact on student outcomes and student attitudes and ultimately you know our, all of our success you know and it's, it's really hard to share that data outside to businesses to to colleges to you know and securely to get that information back out there right well so, so security is a huge uh, concern and it really is our first concern uh, I've, I've been doing this for 20 years managing data uh, in an educational setting uh, and when I first met the Edsby folks uh, from six, seven years ago, I was real impressed because they had taken uh, they had taken two years to build a user management platform that understood the complexities of a K-12, specifically K-12 environment, mm -hmm. understanding who the players were, superintendents, principals, parents, students, teachers, staff, bus drivers, coaches, volunteers, uh, and really understanding who should have access to what, when, and where, and why. Um, and so they took two years building that platform before they built a lick of what you and I would look at as a software application. Mm -hmm. Sure, right. sure. So let me ask you this. Give us a scenario for a small school district. Let's give a scenario, just like you said, who needs what, when, why, and where. So sure. can you give us a scenario where you, you guys have come in and helped the school district really up their game? So, so let's talk about 2,500 small school districts. Okay. <laughs> uh, with, uh, with, you know, a rollout in New Zealand, for instance. For instance, you know, there are some things that are um, very common. 
Like we, we, we understand student privacy concerns. We understand that K-12 is complex. We understand that students move from district to district at awkward times, mm -hmm. right? Not, not every family can wait until June to move into a new community, right? right? Um, military families, underserved communities, um, you know, agricultural communities mm -hmm. are filled with families that move because that's what they have to move. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the gaps that uh, these families deal with is that as they change school systems, it's not just about the kids making new friends, it's about their teachers really understanding who has shown up all of a sudden. So in New Zealand, we've been real privileged to work with the federal government and their 2,500 schools. The setup is a little bit different than here. Each school is autonomous. Hmm. They don't have the idea of a district. Is that every school is a district? Okay. Oh. So you could think about it as 2,500 school districts. Uh, you know, I don't know the exact number between 10 and 15 different student information systems serving the country, and it's a very uh, mobile environment mm -hmm. where you have a lot of movement between schools in the middle of the school year. So for all of the work that each individual school does, identifying what the particular individual needs of a student are based on assessments, based on behavioral profiles, based on you know what teachers really learn about students, when a family moves, all of that stays in the in the in the in the other school district, mm -hmm. right, the other school, right, 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 and so students suffer from that. Right? Sure. So you know, they've been approved for interventions. They've been approved for special programs. Mm -hmm. They move into the new school, and all of a sudden, they have to start all over again. Now, that's also something that we're familiar with here in the U.S. as oh, well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Right. Uh, <clears throat> we're based in Arkansas, and so we have a whole lot of sure. migrant workers that come up from Mexico and who travel through our state and you know travel northward and so we see that a lot in our school districts right yeah and the hard part for us is that waiting for that data that's the hard part is that it might be months before we get it mm -hmm. from the previous school yeah it's you know there are states that have done a good job with early warning systems um, and then there are other states that um, work with what they have, which is data that's 12, 14 months old after mm -hmm. it's been submitted, you know, uh, periodically and then compiled and then vetted. And so, you know, in a lot of cases, uh, you know, it's not early. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, right. Just, it's just alarming. So I, I'm curious, I, I would, I'm going to presume and then correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm going to presume that you're mostly working at, I would assume, state levels. Um, I'm not sure what level below state level you would work in order to try to even start to sure. be able to, you know, kind of collect this data and be able to aggregate it for meaningful use. So right. talk a little bit about that. Sure. No, again, really, really good question. And EDSBE historically has done large very well. Mm -hmm. right? So we have provincial-wide provincial uh, implementations across Canada. We have all of New Zealand. Um, we have some of the largest school districts in, in the U.S. And one of the things that we're able to do is, so, okay, your use cases. So states, certainly, right? You have 300 different school districts, 12 different student information systems. How do you get them to work? Mm -hmm. right? 12 different HRIS, HRIS systems, 12 different, you know, learning management systems, assessment systems. Drill down a level from there, and all of a sudden you have um, ESCs and service centers mm -hmm. who, who might be serving 40 districts, mm -hmm. maybe 
want to be able to provide particular um, applications that they never thought were possible. Say, I mean, just as an example, a, uh, a, a unified student registration system. Right. Who would ever think that you could actually build that? Because it's a really complex use case, it, you're, you're reusing data. Um, but with Unison, that's very possible because it's, we have both the input and output components of this middleware platform. Um, out of the ESC realm, let's start taking a look at large school districts like New York City, <laughs> just as an example, where you have a lot of self-determination um, at a school level. They can make all of their technology decisions. They just have to get certain data back to the city, you know, right. like it was a small state. Right. Right. So there's another great example of where we could create a lot of opportunity for useful, you know, useful applications built on that student data. Yeah, that's, I think that's where I was going to go next is the analytics of it, what you're providing now that can be pulled instead of just put, but the analytics that you're providing for districts, for states, for federal, uh, for local is pretty amazing. Um, it, it's pretty amazing for a couple of reasons. Um, one is that we understand each packet of data, what it can be used for in terms of authorization and authentication mm -hmm. for every user. And when we understand that and when you dedicate the whole architecture of the system to understanding that, um, you're able to use it safely. And of course, we've heard a lot of you know, stories in the news about data leaks and everything. Mm -hmm. And again, this, got, this comes back to why we took two years to engineer a system to manage that data yeah. um, in a particular way. Yeah. So I have a quick question. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a student. Um, my district, my school uses this. Um, where's the benefit for me? Right. So the benefit for you is really in how responsive that school. I mean, we all have we all have this ambition as educators, right? That we want to be able to meet students where they are, yeah. when they need to be met there, yeah. right? And with applications built on top of Unison, like just as an example, the Edsby social learning environment, right? That is an example of an application built on top of Unison. Mm -hmm. um, but when an application is built on top of Unison, that student. Um, ends up in a much more responsive educational environment, not not necessarily from the teacher, right, who is already there and already present doing all of the hard work. But now that teacher might have access to data that they wished they had had, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, looking at a whole student's history, you know, from first grade through ninth grade to really understand you know what the habits what habits this student has developed mm -hmm. and what supports they might need today um, to you know keep them on course yeah so you've been talking about um, or you've mentioned a couple of times about getting data into yep. the unison system and you just mentioned ESB. so let's talk about that what what does what, what does it do for those listeners who have who don't know you know the connection let alone what that piece of right you know technology offers Talk about that a little bit, and then, uh, I guess, kind of come back around to the bridging into Unison. Yeah, so, okay, so so thinking about Edsby itself as an application built on top of Unison. Yes. And this is where you may find some real benefit to a smaller school district, a mid-size, a large school district, like right out of the box, right? And so Edsby built on top of Unison is really, you know, focused on five pillars. Okay. Right? 
First, we need to understand if students are ready to learn. So we have we have a student well-being pillar, oh. right? We have very uh, advanced uh, and, and innovative uh, assessment and reporting capabilities that really focus on formative assessment, not necessarily your high-stakes testing. Mm -hmm. um, we have very deep analytics that are one click away within the same pane of glass, on the same pane of glass, for teachers to really find find out what the historical activity of a student has been. Uh, so let's see, we have student well-being, we have analytics, we have assessment, and um, we have uh, learning management. So, so deliver, you know, designing and delivering and collaborating on scope and sequence. Mm -hmm. um, and then, da -da 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 -da. thank you, community engagement, perhaps. <laughs> Uh, perhaps, perhaps the thing that really makes the the user experience unique within Edsby is our real focus on how we empower the school life in general. It's not just we've worked so hard to get back into the classroom, mm -hmm. right? We know that it's important to be face to face, like we are right now. We fought for that for for two years mm -hmm. through COVID. And so one of the things that Edsby really supports, beyond what happens in the classroom and engaging parents with teachers, right, is how do teachers support each other? Mm -hmm. What sort of clubs play really significant roles in the culture of a school that motivate students, that engage families, that keep teachers moving forward instead of, you know, feeling, you know, so isolated in the classroom, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so that community component, that's why we call it the social learning environment. It's only possible because we understand all of the different users in a school system. Volunteers, mm -hmm. right? Volunteers need to understand rosters for their clubs or their programs. Mm -hmm. They need to be able to communicate with parents, right? but they need, it's a very limited amount of information they may, they may receive. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that idea. I mean, it's what every social platform has attempted to achieve, yeah. but they couldn't. Um, you base yours on data first and then work backwards. And it's, so. it's really making data work for students, yeah. right? We become slaves to data so so easily. Yeah. I mean, you, you all, with your time in the classroom, you know that, right? Yeah. The accountability that's laid on top of teachers and how... Mm -hmm. and, and, and how you know, I understand it, right? We, we need to be able to, you know, understand progress. Yeah. But it very rarely lifts people up. And that's what Edsby and Unison are, are really working to do, is to lift people up with data, make them more successful. That's really awesome. awesome. So if our listeners, mostly educators, yeah. teachers, uh, tech coordinators, superintendents, want to find out more, what's the best way they can do that? Hey, come to edsby.com. <laughs> that's we perfect. Could, we could do this like a uh, 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 dot com. What yeah. was, what yeah, was yeah. the Dot com, yeah. <laughs> Edsby.com. Cool. And uh, if they wanted to get in touch with you, possibly, do yes. you mind sharing some information Not at there? all. It's uh, M. Bronder. Uh, I'm sure you have some print version of this, M-B-R-O-N-D-E-R, yep. we'll at put it out there. Edsby.com. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, for, thanks to me for coming on the show. Oh, and we're done? Yeah. Oh, you guys are awesome. Yeah, it, it was painless. <laughs> we told you, but it wouldn't, wouldn't hurt at all. All right. Yeah, have a, have a great Easter. Thanks, guys. You too. Awesome. Thank you. This episode, sponsored by Edsby's new Unison program, standardizing current and past education data and making it available anywhere.
in whatever form it's needed. Whether you've got regional differences, outdated legacy systems, or non-standard educational data, Unison can bring those systems together in one place. When it comes to ensuring all learners succeed, student data matters. That's Unison by Edsby. This Edutech Guys conversation was recorded live at ISTE 2022 in New Orleans, Louisiana. Thanks for listening.